the preseason is upon us, and that means one thing. Fantasy football draft season is fully underway. The Ruts boys have their first drafts this weekend, so likely you probably have at least one of your leagues drafting within the next few days. So we've got some frequently asked questions, some injury updates, and some unsung heroes that you might want to take a look at for your draft. It's all coming up to you right now. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott hey. and Tom. Hey, everybody. Breaking news. Tom has a mustache. He does. I do. Hopefully For the it moment. doesn't affect the sound quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you'll be good. We're just we, bristling we, against your microphone <laughs> pad. Yeah, just keep your distance, <laughs> all right? So if you didn't get it from the cold open, we have a lot to go over in this episode. Uh, last minute draft season it's, preparation. It's panic time, you know. Injury we, updates this is it. flooding my news feed on yeah. Twitter. You're when I'm cramming for finals, feed. right? Yeah, yeah this absolutely. is the finals cramming episode. Time to absolutely. pop an Adderall. Don't eat up any food and just, you know. <laughs> and just run this episode back over and over and over really again. Really depressed until... after, but hey, <laughs> you'll get by. Yeah, whatever. You know, uh, finals week was tough. <laughs> but on the days you didn't have finals, it was fun. I always would never do anything. It like, just depends how hard you try. Yeah. Yeah. It was or how never much you want to try. On me. <laughs> All righty. So uh, we thought it would be best to just run through the injuries at the top of the episode. Probably the most pressing information for those of us drafting because there's a lot of guys who are draftable who are getting hurt. It's not just like the, the third stringers. It's like guys who are like going to be factors in drafts. Oh, yeah. yeah. And hurt quietly. Yeah. Like you may not have heard about it. So we don't want you guys to go out there yeah. and draft these guys as a centerpiece. And uh, the practice injuries are the sneaky ones. You know, in the preseason games, you see the uh, the highlights on ESPN. But when someone tweaks their their calf muscle or their hamstring in yeah. practice, you don't see it, but it matters. Right. Slightly tears their knee. <clears throat> Rex yeah. Burkhead. Uh, yeah. Just a, just a slight one. Yeah. yeah. What? What is that? <laughs> it, it, tear is the word there. Not slightly. Um, Let's go to Jarek McKinnon first. Uh, second, third round ADP right now. Looking like he's going to be a big factor in the Devontae Freeman role of Kyle Shanahan's offense. But yes. I believe he's dealing with a calf Yeah, strain. calf strain. Calf strain. Um, there and are, he's done till week one. Done till week one. But it didn't look too bad. And it kind of, they were right away coming out and saying everything seems fine with it. So I feel like they're just like, let's keep him out until yeah. the start of the season. And he'll do his workouts and he'll practice, but he won't play in the preseason. They're a little beat up, smart. too, because yeah. their backup has a shoulder injury yeah. well, as well. Breida got hurt. And then also uh, Williams, the third stringer, got hurt. Yes. Yeah, Joe so, Williams is going to be so out So they went while. out and signed Alfred Morris as, right. a, as a backup piece. But what's good about that is that they didn't go you know, full out and sign like multiple people or yeah. have more people in after Alfred Morris because or someone better than Alfred Morris. Well, because yeah. McKinnon is going to be ready. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and, and Kittle is also dealing with a shoulder injury, but his timetable is the same as McKinnon's. I think it's just those two. They're so important for their actual real games. That yeah. It's just a lot of these guys, how, how they're treated in the preseason is just as important as how well they play, you know? Yeah. So like even McKinnon who, really didn't run very well in his exposure. Yeah. They've treated him as though that he's going to be their number one back, and now they're holding him out until week one so he can just be the clear-cut starter. I think you can just draft him without any hesitancy. And now he's their number one running back because he's one of one healthy running backs on (laughs) Well, now Alfred Morris is too, but he's got a ways to go. Um, Let's stick with running backs, and let's stick with the Patriots. Tom, you mentioned Rex Burkhead, a slight tear in his knee. Who knows? Yeah, Sony uh, Michelle also going through it. So yep. it's funny. I have to kind of backtrack on my risers and fallers. Right. Where I was falling on James White, it seems that he actually might be back on the rise the once most again. Useful, which is it's funny because that is the Patriots backfield in a nutshell, yep. right? And that's fantasy football in a nutshell. Exactly. But it sucks with the Patriots backfield because we know it's going to happen and it just always does. Yeah. So this is kind of what I've been preaching all offseason. Now injuries don't make it any easier and nope. we're in a revolving door already. Yeah. The one thing I will say about Sony Michelle is that his procedure to get his knee drained. So it's not like he got work done. He just got fluid removed, which mm-hmm. obviously is something that will linger throughout the season. But it's not a partial tear like yeah, Rex if, Burkhead. If so Burkhead, I might give him a little bit of a boost over Burkhead. If sure. Burkhead didn't get hurt, it'd be more concerning for Michelle because right. Burkhead would just be like, getting all of the reps while yeah. Michelle's just sitting idly now by. it's like as a rookie too Jeremy so you, Hill <laughs> yeah well apparently Jeremy Hill's having a good camp yeah, so uh, I think Gillisley might be the one to get the snips yeah 
Which would not surprise me in any way because they basically only signed him because too many names. of Long the Bills the making Gillisley yeah. a restricted free agent when they didn't have to. Uh, <laughs> he knows so, where he belongs at the top of the throne. So Sony, Sony Michelle, Jarek McKinnon, Rex Burkhead, Matt Breida, they're all coming back. Unfortunately, we have a running back who will not be coming back. Yes. Darius Geis. Painful. So it's official. I'm out of the running for predicting the fantasy football rookie of the year. Because I had Geis in that episode. Right, yes. You so did. Uh, it's a now a two-horse race. Yeah, So good done. luck to the both of you. And uh, you. I'll see you next year for the awards predictions well, episode. Well, also, interesting enough. Yeah, um, I have a good segue here, if you don't mind oh, me Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, because I got a decent one. Because I'm going to change my Rookie of the Year pick anyway from oh, that yeah? episode. Because I'm jumping ship from the Naheem Hines train over to the Calvin Wilkins Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins. Yes. Yeah, I love him so much. I know yeah. his name and everything. But apparently, been a long day. So Mac injured. Yes. Um, Naheem Hines not having a great camp by any stretch of the imagination. Going Which, full if that's Ronald happening, Jones. You're like, oh my god. Robert Turbin suspended. Right. Yep. So he can go out and win that job in the first four weeks of the year. Jordan Wilkins, my best friend. Yes. We go way back. Oh, we know yeah. everything about each that's other. That's your nickname for him, right? Calvin? Yeah. Yeah, we just yeah, I call him Calvin. And he calls you Hobbs. Exactly. Uh I think I think he's the lottery ticket there. I think I, I think I like taking my chances on him. He's free. Um so yeah. I did want to bring that up while covering the injuries in that backfield. Good yeah, call. Good call. Um speaking of injuries to uh rookie of the year picks for my awesome segue. That's better segue if it's your rookie of the year pick. I took Saquon Barkley in that Ooh. and he is dealing with a I believe it's a hamstring strain right now. Um, he Call reached out tweak. for a ball and uh, caught it, and then it's reached out his hamstring, and everyone on the Giants sideline warrantedly freaked out. <laughs> put him in a raft, put him in ice immediately. You know, did, did the whole nine, and they're going to take it slow with him. He hasn't practiced the past couple days, and he's another one. He's in the same light as Jarek McKinnon. He's going to be fine, but they're going to take it easy with him. I imagine Saquon Barkley is walking around wearing the, the outfit that they make you wear when they're like testing out the attack skills of the police dogs, <laughs> like just like waddling around, like, like, pit, like mattresses wrapped around him, essentially. or like the Seinfeld Bubble Boy. I, was I actually of. thought he that's, was going Bubble Boy as well. There you go, and they should do that. By the way, yes. that's not even. Um, but back to Geis. I mean, we have been discussing with tw- on Twitter with a, a few different people now, like the the Rob Kelly Samaja P Ryan dynamic and is it going to be one, or one the of them other? is it going to be jamal charles adrian, adrian peterson, peterson posted a picture in, a in redskins clothes today yeah. by the way hey it's awesome so that's a you know yeah important i'm sure he can though, afford it rob yeah. kelly played all of his snaps <laughs> with alex smith and Samaj P. Ryan hasn't played a snap with Alex Smith in the preseason. Well, also worth noting currently. that Samaj P. Ryan racked up a little injury. Yeah, yeah hurt his uh, ankle as well. Also himself. worth noting that Chris Thompson hasn't played a snap with Alex Smith either because he's still nursing his way back from and his injury And he says he won't year. even be 100% until November, but that he plans to play. So right. that's something to just That'll be. That'll probably end up fine. Someone in this backfield is going to come out and get an absurd amount of touches and whether it's Samaj Piran coming off an ankle whether it's not fat Rob Kelly because he's not fat anymore if you've yeah. watched him play at all he's he's really not fat anymore no. he's just Rob Kelly anymore. he was hardly ever fat yeah he no. was never really that fat apparently but, they called him that in college because like because he was a full eating habits or like something like that oh yeah. okay he just ate, he just liked McDonald's or something like that not Who as doesn't? much as Eddie Lacy no <laughs> I was gonna say like <laughs> cheeseburger Eddie <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of him, but like it's all there in his tweets and yeah. everything. I can, yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah, it writes itself, really. <laughs> all righty, uh, another guy who's looking like he's on his way back, similar to Chris Thompson, is Doug Baldwin. He had the knee injury early in the preseason. Expected to miss all of the preseason, but will be ready for camp for uh, for week one. Has been seen running sprints on the sideline already, so that knee is loosening up, baby. Exactly. And guess what? He's starting to fall in draft rooms. Just what we love. To hear, if this guy falls into the third round, take the risk on him every single time. I had a poll earlier in the year. I mean, like literally maybe three weeks ago when yeah. the injury came out. Yep. Yeah. Let's just say. And I said, are you still taking Doug Baldwin at his round two ADP? It was a resounding no. Yeah. So this guy is going to slip into the third round. I think by that time, I'm very tempted. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a top 10 receiver. Everybody with, uh, a, with a wide open ceiling. Yeah, with a, with a situation as good as it gets. Yeah. Yep. So as as long as he gets out there healthy, I mean, it is a huge upswing for your team. Sure. Insane. If he sat out one week, it'd be worth it still. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go to the Titans. We've got Rashard Matthews and Delaney Walker dealing with stuff. Unfortunately, we have no idea what what's going on with Rashard Matthews, right. but he hasn't touched the 11-on-11 11 11 drills in training camp. So 
and we still don't know what's ailing him. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't yeah, know if it's contract frustration. Scary. I don't know if it's it seems to be of a, the yips a physical or something. He's a ruts darling too. Is, so yeah. hopefully whatever it is, he gets it figured out because I've been counting on him for years at the at the back end of drafts yeah. and off the waiver wire and stuff. He was like, like that. our cheat code number one Titans wide receiver last year. We were yeah. hammering that that take home. Delaney mm-hmm. Walker uh, dealing with like a foot injury, might be a yeah. toe, something like that. He feel like he's had that. He's for a, a tough while. guy. He's yeah. a, he's a he's a yeah. I don't think that's something that. Uh, yeah, I'll fearlessly draft him, and if he misses a week, I'll just put in Jonu yeah. Smith. Yeah, but I mean, even at his ADP, he's not like the most tempting guy in the world no. either. So yeah. he's kind of in between strategies for me. It's like only if he falls. Yeah, yeah. So. but he could with his injury. Have you ended so. up yeah. with Delaney in any mock draft? When he falls, yeah, yeah. and he it. might now. So what's right? Kind of similar to uh, Doug Baldwin. When's when's low enough? Like when's falling low enough for Delaney? Like eighth, ninth? Yeah, I was, nine. I was, I was literally going to say that. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's. But what I've I think, seen him too. go later. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Which that's be even better. Great. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, tight ends plummet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people are starting to catch on to our uh, our thought process. I did. I actually did do a draft already, and I uh, got Trey Burton quite late. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. In the twelve skis. That's great. That's great. That's perfect. Great haul. Uh, let's get to some quarterbacks. We've got the Eagle situation. Carson Wentz, no indication as to if he'll be playing he in the preseason. He looks pretty damn good. He's looked in great camp, in practice like videos. Moving yeah. really well. He looks like a just a pure athlete. Yeah, when I saw a video of him. I was like, oh man. Yep. Yeah. Um, but like, so does he start week one? Are we thinking he's going to start? Well, week it one depends here? on Foles, right? Because yeah. they're not just going to blow it on purpose if he's available to play. Right. I think they might, you know, not like a limited playbook mentally but like a limited playbook physically like yeah, right. probably not go out there and try to paint the town red yeah yeah um but i don't know if carson wentz is fully capable of not painting the town See, red that's like what he's makes one of me those guys that. we'll look at his hair they're gonna you know <laughs> i like how you gave me a cold stare after that like come on hell yeah i got that one <laughs> well peterson has shown like he really has that next man up type of mentality oh, so yeah. i don't think there's going to be any risk they're going to go through the process like very legitimately philadelphia always Wentz. trust the process yes exactly <laughs> so um i think they're going to trust the process here and really go through it nice and slow with Wentz. obviously he's showing great progress right now but he still hasn't had 11 on 11s i think he just started those yesterday yep and he's not you know he still hasn't played in a preseason game yet which we're like really looking forward to see obviously but they're going to take their time with him because they have Foles. So well, I think he's not going to start Foles, the year. Foles, though, because he did since, hurt his shoulder in the preseason with the Patriots. Since Wentz was injured in his rookie year and plays in Philadelphia, is he eligible for the NBA Rookie of the Year next year? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, any issue with? Wish Foles? I didn't screw that up for like yeah. that yeah. one beat. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You do we have do any issue kid. with the Foles injury right now, or is it? Um, apparently it's like uh, less severe than anyone thought. The video did look kind of brutal, especially bad. as a shoulder guy. Yeah, with Which, injuries myself. Speaking of, yep. with the rule changes, I'm shocked that wasn't roughing the passer. Well, just because if you touch the quarterback yeah. at all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> apparently, Don was telling me before if you put your full weight. On the quarterback, it's a penalty. Well, that I gave was Scott that. a high five at a concert last night, and someone out of nowhere <laughs> called me for roughing the passer. And I was like, "When did that happen?" But that's yeah. why you got to carry a challenge flag. Yeah, yeah. should have. Yeah, the replay booth was unavailable because they were filming the band set inside of two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got our boy QB six Andrew Luck. He's fine. He's playing. He's mustache be just like this. me. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Mustache gang. That's why you're in. <laughs> yeah. For QB6. QB6, baby. Let's go. And Luck yep. is a good guy that you can stash away in like the ninth or 10th <laughs> round of your drafts this year, too. I hope so. so. Yeah. I think that he's going to start to climb, especially if he keeps looking healthy in these preseason yeah. games and stuff like that. I mean, the thing like is, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Scott. Like, how much more time is he going to have to climb? Now that drafts are starting, so yeah, we, are we may still close. be in that in that sweet spot area of you know the luck hype hasn't quite run off the rails yet. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, I'm worried about it too. Speaking of the Eagles, two wide receivers. I was gonna say, did, oh, we, go did we accidentally skip that? We're looping back. No, yeah, we're looping back. <laughs> All Sean Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, both nursing um, stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Aguilar undisclosed. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey ankle stuff, right? Ankle, uh, f- some lower body issue. At uh, least it's not soft tissue with Jeffrey. He's not. Right? He's not through the woods at all. Uh, there are rumors that he could be uh, pupped. Know, s- pupped, but yeah. I doubt that. It's a long. It's a long uh, sentence yeah. if you get pupped. Six weeks. The he's first a six weeks. You're out for sure. So. Yeah. So that would be a brutal draft pick at this point and at his ADP. What, third, fourth. Yeah. So. Um, mm, 
I would, he's gonna free fall. If he's you're drafting this weekend that, and there's no news on it, then I mean, don't pick him. Don't pick him. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's gonna start to fall into that. Like, would you rather have him or Julian Edelman? Would you rather have Alshon Jeffrey for ten weeks or Julian Edelman for twelve? You think weeks? he's gonna fall like that? I, think I don't might. think enough people know about it. I think enough people would reach on Julian Edelman in a way that their paths might cross. Yes. I think he could drafts. fall to Chris Hogan. Yeah. Rams. I would rather have Hogan, I think. Uh, oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> um, and then the Jets, the running back. <laughs> so would Brady, it looks like. Give me all the Hogan. Yeah. Um, Hogan's heroes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> With the Jets running backs, we were we've been loving Pal Crowl, but right now it might just be We're down Powell to Powell right now. Because Crowell's nursing a concussion. Yeah, and. No Crowell, just Powell. Right now, Don. But yep. Powell is running good. He looked good in the Powell uh, running well without. He was Powell. the only player that looked decent in the preseason game. Though they the refuse to give him the workload once he which they has always it, have, he crushes it every yeah. time. So he's yep. truly in starter consideration for Week One if this all continues. Yep, uh, he'll probably find himself squarely in one of my daily lineups. Yeah, yeah, because it's will. hard to just. You know, justify starting him over somebody yeah. else. I'll probably but. drink the Kool Aid on drafting him too early again, like last year, just because of that <laughs> potential. But yep, I need Crowell to come back so it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just leak into my head to take. Ball. And then uh, maybe not injury related, but big news coming out of Cleveland over the weekend. Cleveland. Josh Gordon, <laughs> Josh Gordon has reported uh, to the Browns and will their athletic replacement for, for LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> not character, but athletic no, replacement. Certainly not character. <laughs> But That's he what is a freak athlete, for. and yeah, he's back. So hopefully, him and Tyrod Taylor, not Tyrod. Yes. I, want, I don't want to hear you guys wow, saying Tyrod. Yeah. Holy, it's Tyrod Taylor. What a now. shock! That to was me. a shock. Yeah. He's been in the league for a long time. For everyone, he's been in the league well before he was the starter on the Bills. Yes. Well before we knew what his name. Tyrod really Taylor was. has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, with the Ravens. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's right. That's right. But hopefully, hopefully, Jogo and right. Tyrod can well, get some. Oh, yeah. Some rapport going, you know? <laughs> right. But I think I think Jarvis just got his claws in. You know, so I'm starting, it's I think I'm so starting to hard like Jarvis to call him to Rod. Yeah. yeah, it is. We should just come up with a nickname for him. I was saying to Don, well, I think we, we call, should just call to, him Ty Taylor. We used to call like him Ty, Ty God. God so now, do we call him Tug God now? <laughs> it doesn't sound <laughs> We can cool. call him Tug God. That's what I was thinking. Tug, Tug God, God Taylor. Okay. I could, I could deal with that. We'll get there. Yeah. Let we'll us know your your Tarod Taylor nicknames at RutzFF on Twitter. Tarod, Don. So, gentlemen, the other purpose that we wanted to have this draft serve, the second purpose, I should say, because we're possibly going to get to a third depending on timing, is the unsung heroes of fantasy football. Guys who we are seeing in drafts maybe going way below. Guys who we have been talking with our league mates, our Patriots, our peers, and just and just guys that we missed yeah. out on talking about. Right, who we've we talked really so much about about, about Tree Cohen yeah. and Tevin Coleman and all these other guys James that we White. love so much that there's a lot of great guys that are slipping through sure. the cracks. Not only with what we talked about, but the guys who are slipping through the cracks are actually slipping through the drafts as well. Um, so it's interesting to see, you know, these guys that we're going to bring up are all great values. Yeah. That was a great turn of phrase, slipping through the cracks and slipping through the drafts. That was nice. good. All right, so because of that, Scott, you get to start off. Who is your unsung quarterback hero okay, in fantasy so drafts right now? One of the things that the Ruts boys are always, you know, we've been known to do is shower praise on the quarterbacks who have a rushing capability. But we have not talked about Marcus Mariota at all throughout this no. entire offseason. You've heard us talk about Alex Smith, Terod Taylor, Dak Prescott, and Bortles. Nice. In high regard. I'm not going to mess it up. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't imagine what it would be like. You know, I have an easy first name. You know, we have layup first names. But if it's a tough first name to pronounce and people keep screwing up, it had to annoy them. Like, like all of our last names can be difficult. Yes, for sure. Like Hillier or People people put a D at the end of mine. Or Blaster. You know, exactly. Hilliard. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Perfect. yeah I, I see yeah. that. Go ahead, Scotty. But anyway, Hiller. because of an ugly offense for the Titans last year, and Mariota was just banged up to the point where like you can physically see how hurt he was as a casual fan watching the game. He just couldn't run. He still hobbled his way into five touchdowns last year. I think with a new coach, cleaner bill of health, he and he could just have another big season because yeah. he still has Corey Davis. You know, this Rashard Matthews and Delaney Walker injury news is a little scary, but with his running capability and where he's going, he's going in those free rounds that we love to talk about that eleven to fifteen range where yep. you can just take kind of whatever quarterback you want. I think his rushing capability is going to make him startable all year. Yeah, absolutely. He's got upside. There's no doubt about it. Um, Probably I prefer some other guys over him at this moment because yeah. I think he's pretty much – he is being drafted, right? 
Yeah, I, th- I think well, I feel like he's like 60-40. He's drafted. He's not drafted. Just depends right how many quarterbacks get drafted yeah, in your league. Right. Which will probably be less than typical mock drafts by the time you're actually in your real life He drafts. plays Miami week one, too, which That's is That's nice. a money lineup. And I think uh, Deion Lewis does a lot to help him out as well. Just yeah, a little I think dump so, to him, too. Those confidence-building completions. Exactly. Yeah. I like Mariota a lot this year. I just, you know, we, we were talking about the the – touchdown that he threw to himself in the playoffs like coolest people forget yeah. that, that he makes plays that there are very few people if any at all he's one of the most make athletic like quarterbacks yeah. in the league absolutely you know, I've it always just, been, it hasn't worked out I'm not saying him, he's going to throw himself a touchdown pass this year again but like I'm just saying he can do things athletically that not a lot of quarterbacks are capable of and when you get that deep into the quarterback pool in your draft that can be the kind of thing that can swing leagues he has a way especially with a money week one lineup I, yeah. I uh, match up yeah I keep saying that I uh, yeah, I can see it for sure. Yeah. I've always been a more uh, Jameis Winston leaner. Ooh, and that's who uh, my little unsung hero is, Mister yeah. Mister Jameis. Figures Mr. that they were drafted, Mister Misbehavior. Yep. Yeah, yes. no kidding. Um, he's Trouble. got a, he's got a three week suspension, and he's got a week six buy. You're gonna get a couple weeks out of him in between that, and you know he's he's an upside kind of guy, right? Especially talking about Mariota and Winston together. You know those two are inextricably linked from all the. Uh, Activities they planned and or played in together, and the draft, and so on. Oh yeah. But uh, 2015, he plays a full season. He's QB 13, and you're getting that for absolutely free. Yeah. And you're getting that at such a price that it's okay. If Jameis doesn't have a good matchup this week, I'll just use somebody else. You're right. And uh, there's some really good Jameis fill-ins in the meantime. Mariota works really well for yep. week one right there. Um, Andy Dalton. You know how I talked about um, what's his name. John Ross having yeah, right. a really good opening schedule because, like, I think he can, like, really beat those teams deep. Yeah. Well, who's going to do that with him if Andy he does Dalton. it? Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's right. And I'll start Andy Dalton against the uh, the Colts week one. No yeah. problem. Yep. Right? So you get Andy Dalton for free. You get Marcus Mariota maybe for a little bit more pricey. But you can back it up with Jameis Winston. You can play the matchups. I think Jameis Winston offers high upside. He's definitely a QB1 in his good games. Like, his good games yeah. don't pitter out at 15 points. They pitter out at, like, they don't, pit, they don't pitter out. Yeah. They go up yeah. you know, to 25 spots. So he's a worthwhile asset to have on your team. We haven't really talked about him too much, especially in a positive light given the suspension I and all that. I think the reason why, too, is because we don't like rostering two quarterbacks typically. Yeah. And you, you have to do that when you pick Jameis. But the nice part about picking Jameis is you can pick Jameis in the 14th and pick you know, one of these guys that we've been loving late in rounds in the 15th. Right. And you'll be fine for what seems like yeah. a year. And and we, we talked about this with Mariota, and it's I think it's affecting James Winston, and it's going to be affecting my guy as well. You get to that end of the draft where some teams are taking a backup quarterback or some teams are just getting their first one, and, and you know, anything can happen. Like, like Mahomes can be taken ahead of all these guys, or he couldn't be drafted as well. Right. And so, like, my guy's Matt Ryan. I've seen him be, be drafted. I've seen him not be drafted. To Rod Taylor. To Rod Taylor, exactly. So, but with Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan not getting drafted, it's a joke. I really opinion. like him because we've talked about it. He's been super steady at quarterback, and yes. this is the cheapest you've been able to get him because he was one of those guys that you could target in like the ninth, tenth, eleventh round in previous years. Obviously, right. last year was a big outlier. He was being drafted highly and didn't pay out. But you know, I look back and I'm thinking back to what he said about Kyle Shanahan's offense. And it took him two years. Maybe it's going to take two years with the Steve Sarkeesian offense as well. Possibly, you know, Sarkeesian yeah. was an offensive coordinator in the NFL for either the first or second time last year. Right. So he needed some time to adapt his game to the NFL. Matt Ryan needed to adapt his game to what Sarkeesian wants to do. They've still got Julio. They've still got, you know, Marvin. They got Mohamed Sanu. They got Calvin Ridley, who looks like he's got Matt Ryan's trust already. Hooper They've got looks the backs. Good. Hooper looks good. So they're loaded up to be a contender this year. And by the way, their defense got worse. So they could end yeah. up being in a lot more shootouts this year, which just means good things for Matt Ryan. And I think that at his ADP, which is similar to Jameis's, similar to Mariota, similar to Rod Taylor's, you can get him super late as your starter. He could potentially turn into your every week stud QB1 like he did two years ago. And if not, you got him at such a price that you don't feel bad about dropping him to pick up a guy with a better matchup no. week to week. And, I and think, that's such a huge point. I know we talk about it all the time that like if you make a late round investment in a But what better time to talk about it than right before draft season? Oh. No, yeah, of course. And you don't feel tied to starting them every single week because when you do do that, even with a guy like Cam Newton who goes out there and 50% yep. – like. 
that can tank you and that can ruin your season. You can be the highest like scoring guy in your league, but if you didn't win on a weekly basis, yeah, you're, you're not going to get in. And that's right. the thing. One of the things we always talk about is like understanding your league, obviously, and knowing like, like one of the things I like to think about is how many points it takes to actually win a single week mm-hmm. when you're doing the draft. And what's crazy is if you're down to the last position and your quarterback is what's filled out and you only need 15 more points to figure out what you think is a win every week. There's a lot of you, quarterbacks that can get you 15. There's a whole lot of quarterbacks that can get you 15. So if you structure your draft around that, you can end up with a winner like Matt Ryan who gets you 15 every yeah. single week, whether he's playing like absolute shit or whether he's playing, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, or he's playing really well and has an incredible game. Yeah. He's tied to players like Julio Jones who can catch 11 passes for 250 yards and two touchdowns against any opponent. So yeah. I agree with you. One Usually 100%. the Panthers, though. Yeah, we could have done Julio for this. We haven't really talked about him much at all. No, I but he's a first round ADP. So like, what's uh, the point? he barely his stock barely fell. Yeah, so yeah. it's like people are still going to draft right. him. Yeah, and if you're not picking at X position in the draft, it's going to be hard to even yeah. get him. So. Yeah, uh, running backs. Anybody got a good segue for theirs? All right, I'll go. Uh, I got Chris Carson. (laughs) That's as good as a segue as any. Perfect. Give us no time. That's our go-to normally. (laughs) Um, I've got Chris Carson. Uh, The Rashad Penny news, he's got something going on with his hand. He broke one of his fingers. He won't even be able to catch a football until week one, which means that Carson is going to be the starter. They don't have really anybody else. J.D. McKissick, made of glass, uh, could be starring in the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. I got it. Um, Not a Tarod Taylor situation for his last name. What's the new one? What is there? A it's new called Glass. It's about it a... Samuel L. Jackson's character in Unbreakable. Okay, so it's like a sequel to. Oh, this is a spoiler. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Don't be spoiling um, movies out here. Tom. So yeah, it's so we're here one. for fantasy football, right? <laughs> but either way, Chris Carson <laughs> looks like he's going to be getting it's a, a lot. movie. <laughs> Chris Carson looks like he's going to be getting a lot of carries for Seattle early they, in the all season. Of them. The reports about him specifically have been glowing yeah. throughout the preseason. And they always have been, though. Yeah. They and were the like that before too, he took the job over last year. And the other thing, too, is Rashad Penny's draft stock really, it's it's fallen. But Chris Carson's stock hasn't risen because Penny's stock is falling. Penny stocks, Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> movie theme today. Nice. Um, but Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I just I really like Chris Carson's ADP right now. He's been an unsung hero because we haven't really talked about him because we didn't really know what was going on with Seattle's backfield, whether it was going to be Carson and Penny or or Penny then. We Carson. needed something like this, but we now needed, we know it's going to be. Carson. We needed a rolled ankle or a broken I finger really, or something. I really needed this to yeah. switch sides. I was vehemently on the Rashad Penny side. Me too. Right now, you undeniably have to drop him in your rankings. Yep. Yeah. Um, He's not going to be available. He was already behind the curve. Maybe he takes over the job, but how many times have we seen that where you just roster a guy forever all year waiting for him to take over the job? And he just never does. And he gets yeah. hurt. Not everybody's going to be like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey were last year. No, yeah. And the light goes on and they just take a, off. It's a worthwhile strategy. I just He's not the price that right. lends itself to that. Right? Sure. So like Alvin Kamara, so cheap last year. Stash him all you want. Yeah. Smoke him all you got him. Right, exactly. If you've got Rashad Penny. Seventh round Rashad Penny, no yeah, way. No, yeah. thank no you. I'll way. take Emmanuel Sanders, all baby. All day, Tevin Coleman, all day and night. There you go. Um, not my unsung hero, but I would like to just say that Peyton Barber is doing the same yes. sort of thing over there. Ronald Jones actually has more carries than he does yards in the preseason. Ronald Jones so throwing far. down maybe one of the worst training camps has slash preseasons we've seen. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. So It's bad. It's just... It goes to show you that, you know, Royce Freeman, once again, going back to the well, he's the guy. He's the guy. He is <laughs> the guy. He Wait. scored in the Broncos last preseason game. He's the too. guy oh, of the, oh, a bunch okay. of rookies. Yeah, I was like trying to like he's, he's filter the, through them. He's the rookie that I've always been. You yeah, know. yeah, so he's the darling. I'm just, the most too, I'm just tooting my own I horn think the, over I here, think really. We'll continue general tooting and give rooms. us your unsung hero running back time. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and toot the horn of Joe Mixon. Yes. Nice. Uh, we haven't done any tooting of him, we but we all love him. him. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm growing on it, it, it to a large degree. I think the chance that he finishes as an RB1 is pretty high. Um, he's going to get an insanely big workload. As soon as he took the job over, he really took the he job did. over. Yes. They gave him the, you know, pretty much all he needed to succeed, but the team really just wasn't there for him. The line was awful. Yes. They've gone ahead and revamped it this year to the tune of new center, new tackle, you name it, they've got it. The line is looking way more promising. Andy Dalton gets back Tyler Eifert. And when you look at that, you say, yeah, you know, he probably won't last. But once again, I go back to that Bengals schedule in the beginning of the year. Like if Tyler Eifert's there, he's going to be there in the beginning of the year, which makes you think I like Tyler Eifert a little bit now too. But 
Joe Mixon will be the beneficiary of all of this because he's going to be the touch leader on the team. No doubt. Um, he can catch the ball, all that good stuff. They he's might be even the be phasing Gio Bernard out to a degree. Gio yeah. Bernard's still a worthwhile handcuff, will have third down uh, usability, all that stuff. Right. But um, Deeper leagues, Bernard's a guy that you can steal. Yeah, but they drafted a uh, another player who's like Gio Bernard, right. like a scat Uh-oh. back kind of guy. Right. So if they're phasing him out, this could be just a year of bell cow Joe Mixon. The, the possibility is there is all I'm saying. Yes, for and sure. He's it's not like the, Bernard's without, not without his own injury history. He's the end of those, those running backs, and he's going at a, such a price that is so – conducive to building a strong team yeah one of the uh frequently asked questions that uh, i've been getting so i'll just bring it up now is because there's three running backs really in a clutter um joe mixon joe mixon jordan howard and LaShawn mccoy <laughs> yeah the three of them are in a clutter pick and your poison everyone's really? been asking me about who they think you know who i would take out of those three and I have such a cop out answer. And it's in a lot of leagues. Like that turn, you know, that it's it's they're all coming around in that one quick turn, you know, who do I take first? Full point shady. Okay. Half point mix in full standard, standard power. There you go. <laughs> yep. That's such a cop out answer. I think but it's a great answer. I think though. it is a pretty it makes good sense. answer. Yeah, because absolutely. I, I would like to say this about Shady. I was thinking like how McCaffrey didn't really light the world on fire last year. And I think that he Shady's in line for so many receptions this year yeah. that he can almost emulate Christian McCaffrey's oh. season at a at a minimum. Yeah. And like I, I bet he'll have more touches, more opportunity yeah. than McCaffrey Probably had last year, more catches, touchdowns. But, more but like he'll still have so many catches that he'll offer you that baseline that at that ADP is it's fine. A steal. Especially to kind for of, point PPR. To kind of go into another injury that we missed, AJ McCarron broke his collarbone. Right. And it looks like it's gonna be a battle between Nathan Peterman, who is, you know, probably average height. Or Josh Allen, <laughs> who, is, who is tall, quite tall. Yeah. Do you, do you have any idea how tall Nathan Peterman is? No. Neither do I. Who's I probably, mean, he's shorter than Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's probably, probably he's average. Guy. Yeah, he's probably average height, maybe a yeah. little tall. Whatever. Who knows? But um, he's definitely not as tall as Josh Allen. Yeah, but regardless, they're going to lean on Shady you? heavily. You better believe I'm looking it they're, up. They're going <laughs> to lean on Shady real heavily. And, uh, you know, I, I really like Mixon in that group, but I like all three of them, and it's been a really tough question. I'm happy you guys don't have a clear answer either. So yeah, um, I my think answer the, was crystal clear. I think the, the upside. <laughs> I think the upside is highest for Mixon, though. Yeah, I think Mixon has that upside. I think in full point PPR, you know Shady's going to catch the ball. I'm kind of projecting that Mixon will catch more balls. Yes, and then we know that Howard can't catch anything. So instead, especially with that Mixon touchdown. And I mentioned this in another episode, but it should bear repeating here because we're so close to drafts. Is that in standard in that area the the draft lobby is PPR? Yeah. So Jordan Howard is an amazing value over there in right. that third fourth round sort of area, uh, at, in standard because of the touchdowns he's going to get and right. the lobby setup yep. being for PPR. Nathan right. Peterman six foot two. Yeah, that's pretty tall. Pretty average yeah. for a quarterback, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what good I said. Good uh, Scotty, we've got uh, some unsung hero running backs, plural from you, I believe. I was too excited about the running yep. back position. There's too many sleepers, so I had to bring. I had to come in with two. One of whom I wanted to pick, but you picked him first, so we Sorry. can kind of. That's fine. We'll combine for that. Yeah. One. But anyway, um, Alex Collins. This was no one. one wants to recognize the this fact that Alex, the Alex Collins, Collins episode was it really awesome. Is. Yeah. Last year, he was awesome. Last year, no yeah. one wants to recognize it. So I will, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he go. joined the Ravens in week five and still finished top 20 at the position. He was RB8 in standard leagues from week eight on. And over the last five weeks was RB11 in PPR leagues, showing he was legit across all formats. Hmm. And he's going to be relied on heavily. Kenneth Dixon might get cut. for, yeah. And he's always hurt. He's been horrible Trouble. for them. He legit might get cut. Expanded role, I'm thinking, this year for Alex Collins. Lots of carries. Yes, Buck Allen will be there. They're two separate entities, though. They will exist in, you know, they will both be able to exist and exist fine. I think Alex Collins is going to see at least 20 touches a week. You're getting it in the fourth and fifth rounds across leagues for a guy who literally proved it on a team who got better in the offseason. I just, I feel like. He's going in a, in a very affordable range. Yes. But I just never get – I never take him when I get the chance. I didn't for but, so long. Uh, that being said, in drafts where I'm looking at it now and I'm just like, oh, man, like my like my legally wagered money is on the line. Like 
why not roll with Alex Collins, who is going to give you that steady performance, who's going to have that steady workload? So maybe not a not maybe not a sexy mock draft pick, no. but a very sexy real draft pick. I think my strategy with him is not picking him and then hoping that everyone else thinks he's too vanilla yeah. and then getting a full round discount on yeah. him somehow. Yeah, right. Like if right. that happens, I'll be over the moon. Right. Like yeah. I'll notice that he fell. It's he's so unsexy that you need something to to, to sexify his, <laughs> yeah, his I mean, he, draft pick. He had one of the best, <laughs> if not the best, yards per attempt last year as well. Yeah. He, so, he was lights out for them. Yeah, really was yeah. one of the best running backs in the league across his time there. Another guy who was one of the best running backs in the league fantasy purposes last year. Carlos Hyde. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> who finished RB9 <laughs> last year for the 49ers. Don, that was not even like... That's not how he says it at all. You haven't heard the auto-tune oh, version. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Got you. yeah. Proceed. <laughs> if you watch... <laughs> mate, you know, obviously San Fran was so bad last year, but Hyde still finished RB9. He was a, a pretty big volume guy, but he showed his versatility. He caught a lot of passes. He did a lot for them. Touchdown week 16, got me ship. There you go. There you go. If you if you watch the second preseason for ga- game for Cleveland, he reminded you how good he actually was because he went berserk. Nine carries, 64 yards, and a tut. Alas, and most importantly... <laughs> Starting running back the whole year. Aside from Duke Johnson plays, which are just going to have to be conceded. You're not yep. going to win those if, if you're drafting Hyde. He has played all the running back first team snaps to the first two preseason games. Only receiving one series the first game in true workhorse fashion. You know, just give him the give him his one carry, get him out. And then the next week, he ate and, the, and the, they stayed on for a couple of series. He stayed on for two series, got nine carries. He was the only one on the field. Important thing, too, Nick Chubb not getting any exactly. first team reps. So in it shows games. Coach Jackson is in yep. on Hyde over Nick Chubb. Yeah. That's all you need and to you see. And you got to think, too, if they're going to be willing to sit Baker all year, which it seems like they are in favor of Terod Taylor, I'm just proving that I know the correct pronunciation of his name. That's a good point. Though, they're though. probably going to be doing the same thing with Chubb. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, for That's sure. A good point. Or, they, or maybe not so much that they're going to do that, but they they are probably committed they to have possibly doing Hyde that well. on a contract that they can bail out after this year. Too. Yeah. So if the Terod Taylor... Carlos Hyde era doesn't seem to go too well. They can cut bait and then do a, a full rebuild with the new guys next yeah. year. I think this year it's going to be Hyde, basically the you know wire to wire. This offense is actually looking like it's going to have some fantasy appeal uh-huh. and getting the lead running back we'll get in more that, of that later in the eighth to tenth rounds. You know that you're yep. drafting him as your maybe your fourth running back right now. Yeah. I think he's a great value. Sure, absolutely. He goes ham in week one too. Yeah, he always goes ham in week He's one. He's a week a good one call. guy. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? Four touchdowns in the last two years in week one. I was gonna. Um, I'll look it up now. We'll just move on yeah. and I'll uh, spurt it out All when right, I find Scotty, it. Scotty, we'll stay with you then for uh, your uh, unsung wide receiver. He's just really unsung for us. It's uh, it's Golden Tate. And it's just a reminder that he's a no-doubt, no-brainer weekly WR two that you can get in the fifth round as a WR three thousand yards last year. Yeah, yep. and. The thing that I loved is last year he finished WR19 in standard. Yeah. Finished WR23 in 2016 in standard. So he's been showing his standard value as a WR2 as well as his PPR value. Obviously with PPR, he gets that upside to be a possible WR1. He finished WR13 last year in full PPR. Um just don't be don't feel ashamed about picking Golden Tate. If you're if you're nervous about picking him in the fourth round, go ahead and pick him in the fourth round as your WR two. He's rock. He's gonna be solid. There. Yeah, and, and we don't he, talk about him ever. Because and if he's of not Marvin playing Jones. well enough, you'll know about it, and they'll change it because he is so ready to talk about how he's not getting the ball enough. Yeah, especially now that he's with Detroit, like Seattle. Like you knew they were a Russell Wilson beast mode team. We. But crush on Marvin Jones so hard because of his touchdown upside in that. Yeah, that we just. Don't even talk about yeah, how and that's, good and Golden that's exactly Tate is. what this episode is for for yeah, guys like exactly. Golden Tate. And in a full point PPR league, he obviously awesome. goes above and beyond. Yes, absolutely. I don't have that information on Carlos side. Couldn't find it. That's all right. But he does go. I, off. I mean, I could find it, but it's on, on my cell phone. I now. know he got two touchdowns. Uh, I think it was two years ago against the Vikings. I know that he's yeah. done it twice. In I'm taking a look one. right now, Tom. Why don't you give us your unsung wide receiver? Okay, that's a fair trade. My <laughs> unsung wide receiver is Corey Davis. Um, we mentioned the injuries to Rashard Matthews, the injuries to Delaney Walker. What else and how do you we need, even right? like Marcus Mariota. So yeah. how much could this perfectly set up mm-hmm. to say that, that someone's going to need to catch the ball over there. And oh, yeah. Corey Davis does a bang up job at it, especially in the playoffs where yep. he totally showed up with that two touchdown game. Yeah. Um, and 
that's a pretty good advantage when you're thinking about him fantasy stock wise because anyone who's even looking up the stats on him or has seeing how where he finished last year, it's not going to include his best game ever. No. So uh, you're getting him at a discount right now. At the time when he was being used the most in the playoffs and yeah. at his healthiest. We don't know what's perfectly going on with Rashard Matthews. And let's be honest, he's really good of a player, but he is still like a replaceable level kind of guy. Yes. Uh, Corey Davis is a first round draft pick. Top who was five. unseated by injury last year, but he has the potential to be a number one wide receiver on his team and in fantasy football in general. Yeah. If you're talking about a later round guy who has a huge amount of upside, it's definitely him. Yep. If you went strong at wide receiver in the beginning of the year or the beginning of the draft and you're thinking, yeah, you know, maybe I'll just take some deep shots on some guys that might pay off he's a perfect instead. One. He's the perfect candidate for that. There's basically no roster construction that I would poo-poo you having for Corey Davis. Agree, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I'm in on him. I've moved him, like, I uh, when we were doing the rankings updates, I moved him above Crabtree. Right, yeah. You know, stuff like that. He's got that potential for sure. I think, he, yeah, I think it's, um, it's almost just baked into his situation, yeah. and he can outdo it if, you know, things go correctly. And yeah. I don't think he needs injury to make it happen, but I think you're going to see it happen quicker if there is that injury around him. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, last year, Carlos Hyde, nine carries, 45 yards. I believe he got nicked up and missed yeah, the yeah. second half of that game. 2016, he had two touchdowns. Nice. 2015 was the Minnesota game that Tom was talking about. 26 carries, 168 yards, two touchdowns. He was the highest scoring running back in week one of 2015. Wow. Yeah, so so four touchdowns years. in the last three years in week one for Carlos Hyde. And he barely even played. Keep it one. in mind. Book yeah. him for one this year. All right. I am, uh, I'm going off the beaten path with my unsung wide receiver and if you're going off the beaten path you might need to take a bronco with you yes to get over that rough terrain <laughs> and so that's why i'm going with Cortland sutton he's one of the only rookie wide receivers that we have not talked about at all yep. we've talked about how dj moore was showing flashes we talked about calvin ridley i just brought him up um but Cortland sutton nice quietly michael gallup of course but Cortland Sutton's been really growing a nice rapport with Case Keenum. He scored with the second team offense for Denver. He's been getting glowing reviews about his work ethic and his chemistry with all of the quarterbacks on the Broncos. Going bonkers in practice. He's free. Like, he is completely Beyond. free. If you want to draft him, you can wait until the 15th round to get him unless you're drafting with Broncos fans. Yes. So why not roll the dice on the guy? He's going to be your wide receiver, what, four, five, or six? Yeah. So you don't have to play him. You can stash him, especially if you're only holding one quarterback and one tight end on your roster, yeah. which you should be anyway. I love him so, for deep leagues, like 12-man leagues, 14-man yeah. leagues. I also, also love him as a dynasty pick. Right. Yeah, I was going to say he's more so a dynasty pick because the Broncos are going to have trouble keeping the band together being Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders right. next year. So he is going to be and the with, incumbent yeah. wide receiver two to potential one, yep. depending on what happens. I'm going to try to spin that and help my argument for Cortland Sutton this season because you know you're going to have a lot of attention on Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders. The Broncos' tight end situation being what it is, they don't really have that guy who's stepped Excuse up and ready you. to go. Whoa. Listen, Bud Stuff 2018 <laughs> is going to be a thing, but I don't know if it's going to be a thing right now. Okay. It may be Cortland Sutton out of the slot over the middle early on in the year before butt stuff really gets going. And what's nice is that Excuse you. hopefully they go three wide outs, you know, and they and they move Sanders inside to kind right. of kind of shift around yeah. and then play Sutton and And they do the do that end. as far as their offense is concerned. Yeah. I think we'll see more of it in a way the same way. saw us. like Benny Fowler score. I was going to say Sutton's got to beat out year. Benny Fowler. Like yeah. I, I'll take Sutton. Well, that was you also Emmanuel Sanders was a little hurt. You okay? True. Yeah, I'm fine. But I think <laughs> it's really comparable to the Steelers offense. Um, like the way that they're going to move Juju to the slot occasionally to have uh, James Washington out there. I think we can kind of view them in the same regard. All right. Cool. Moving swimmingly along to the tight end position. Tom, your favorite. I love the tight end position. It's <laughs> the do. best position ever. Um, I'm it's gonna the most go fun. You love I it think. because it's so easy to hate. Well, I love it because... And just catching one touchdown pass makes the whole week. Yep. You know I what? speak their language, you know? Yeah. I, I, I was a tight end myself in my younger Back years. Back in your day. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was 87, you know? A little Gronk yeah. action. Oh, yeah, 87 you in go. your playbook, TE1 in your fantasy hearts. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and stick up for my boy Ricky Seals-Jones. Yes. Love this one. We um, loved him towards the end of last year. Yeah, well, Jermaine Gresham... Got hurt very late in the season. Right. He's yep. not going to be ready. He's probably going to be on the pup. Okay. So who do we have? He's a pupper. Ricky Seals-Jones. Yep. Yeah. Who do we have at quarterback? 
Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Mr. Checkdown. Mr. Checkdown. Mr. Most Accurate Passer of All Time, throwing most of his passes to Tight Kyle Rudolph, literally five feet away. Yes. So <laughs> what we're going to see is a lot of that. Ricky Seals-Jones is actually a converted wide receiver. Yep. And what else is the Cardinals offense missing? A tight end. No, Well, a wide receiver. We oh, don't yeah. know who's going to accompany Larry, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald yep. to greatness. Right now, we have an idea. We have Bryce Butler. Right. We have a rookie in Kirk, but we don't know anything. Yeah. And he's a converted receiver with NFL experience. Pretty cool about did, him, too. Uh, his his receiving core in college was him, uh, Christian Kirk, and Josh Reynolds from uh, the Rams. Who are now all in the NFL? They all went to Texas A&M together. Those are the boys. Yeah, that's the yep. gang. That's the squad. I saw a picture on Twitter. I was like, "Wow." That's yeah, and cool. I mean, Sam Bradford has monstrous numbers in size and in performance. Yeah, sure. Targeting that tight end. Yeah, it's just always been done for him and through him. So I expect him to continue doing that. And I agree. if he gets hurt, which he probably will, then we'll have to revisit it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but until then, until then, it looks like he's going to start. Yeah, ASJ, RSJ, they're both fine in yeah. my tight Anything end. Anything SJ, we're pretty much in. And if you're <laughs> if you're a t- if you're a tight end, we'll give you a look. Yeah, really, it's all it means. Yep. And and because he's a receiver, it gives him that flexibility. I mean, the Cardinals pass game is going to be super interesting. Like last year, they just had anybody who started with a J. Yeah, in their receiving court. Now it's like anybody who's ever played wide receiver in high school. It will just give them be a wide shot receiver. Like you've got David Johnson, who was PFF's number one graded wide receiver in 2016. Yeah. Ricky Seals Jones, a converted wide receiver. Larry Fitzgerald, maybe the greatest wide receiver, most consistent wide receiver we've ever seen. Yeah, I have uh, unbelievable. I have yeah, a Christian final Kirk, who scored a final uh, little statistical thing here to back my boy. Yes. So tight end targets under Sam Bradford, 2015, Zach Ertz, 112, 2016, Kyle Rudolph, 132. That's great numbers. Last year, Travis Kelsey only had, well, only 122. Right. So we're in that area where he could be the most targeted tight end in the NFL. Yeah, and, and a young guy too. Travis just, Kelsey led in in targets. Right. You know the things that we bring up, and even you know on the podcast, the articles that we write. What you need is the touchdown opportunity and the target share at the position. That's all that matters, you know. And Ricky Seals Jones showed that he can score touchdowns from all over the field last year. And Tom's showing us right now that there's going to be target share. So I'm Absolutely. growing on him. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing on Ricky Seals Jones all late. Right. I mean, uh, it's almost the same argument with the Trey Burton stuff. Yeah, sure. It really so is. it's just like I, I find, you know, I like this one better. Free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free. Exactly. If it's free, it's for me. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. But not to toot our own horns, we've got a lot of tight ends for you in the stable already. Yeah. We've got. We're talking about all these guys who are undrafted. So when you're going to your draft, it's really not that important to get a banner tight end. Right. No, we talk no. about them all the time. We're gonna find you really good value every single week. Yep. And if you want to come for the ride. You Go for it. Welcome. I got another yeah. guy that uh, that we haven't really talked about that, I, you know, after I did the research on him, I was like, you know what? I'm, I think I'm just going to pick him in every single one of my leagues. Let's hear it. <laughs> it's Ben Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw out that this ageless wonder put up TE 11 numbers in full PPR last year on the truly and finished strong Ravens offense. He finished strong. Now he goes back to New Orleans. Old man strength. New Orleans just got rid of Kobe Flaner. So the sp- starting spot's open. Finally. Watson, and he already had it. Watson spent two years with the Ravens. One, he lost at the very beginning. He didn't play a single snap. He got hurt in the preseason. I yeah, think that's he, right. I don't remember what happened, but he, you know, he, he was done for the year last year. Yep, came back pretty strong. But the year before that was the only season he had with the Saints in which he started 16 weeks. Wow! And his line was 74 catches, 825 yards, and six touchdowns, which was good for TE seven. Wow. That year in full PPR. Very good. So you're getting a guy who is likely not going to come off the field almost ever. His snap share is going to be 70-80% in a Drew Brees, Sean Payton offense who has proved that he can do it before in the late rounds. People were drafting Kobe Fleener in the 10th round last year. They were drafting him way higher. Exactly. Way higher. And you're getting Ben Watson who's proved he can done it, do it in that offense for literally free. Yeah. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm all in. Love it. Yeah. I, I really am definitely going to pick him as my starter in one yep. of my leagues. Because yeah, I think he gets the Browns week two. Like, he gets some good matchups, you know? So yeah. He 100% has a Browns I was looking two. in, and I was like, wow, this is this could be a steal. Yeah. All right. My tight end, David Njoku. 
I haven't brought him up on the show since I made him my plum pick tight end. So that's kind of what's making me feel like I have the grounds to bring him up now. Yeah, we didn't because have I a- just I said I was like, hey, I really like David Njoku. And then I didn't talk about him <laughs> at all until he scored two touchdowns, one from Tarod Taylor, the other one from Baker Mayfield. Doesn't matter who's going to be playing quarterback for the Browns. It seems like the Browns understand that they have an elite talent and an elite athlete at the tight end position. He's now played 82% of the snaps in the preseason with the ones. That's what you want he was hear. only at 49%, which is an unforgivable number, Hugh Jackson. Uh, I'm, he was I'm such in. a young I think the guy Browns last are in year, now, though. and I think that this this could be the start of something beautiful. He's going with so David late. And you his can get price, him in the 15th round. His price is just right. There are so many tight ends that are going so late. Yep. I, I All like three of the ones I, we just yeah, brought up. I love Njoku, too. Yeah, I love how I love the it. tight end field is filling up nicely. We're going to have a lot of candidates to use oh, yep. this, that, that, and the other yep. week. And we're going to be spoiled it's for music choice to Tom's at, at Plum Pick, I'm, I think. I'm not scared to leave the draft with any Joker on my team. Yeah, you know, that's that's how I've been How about the Joker, David and Joker? Well, here's actually a little strategy. I like him a lot, too, especially because... Uh, Josh Gordon, you know, he's not getting that right. rapport. So that big body red zone touchdown target could end up being Njoku and not Josh Gordon like we yeah. all expect. Got to be reps, right? He all hasn't the gotten the reps. I'm yep. all about, you know, we're all about the reps. There's a little strategy I'm entertaining right now as well. It's um, drafting like Austin Severian Jenkins or Vance McDonald, one of the guys with a good matchup week one. Right. And then not drafting a kicker and drafting Jared Cook because he plays Monday night. Oh, and then right. If I need a cook, if I need a kicker, Cut Cook and play the Raiders kicker. Right. And then if I don't need a kicker and I already won or lost, like the game is right. already decided, then I just keep Cook and I have him for his next three matchups, which are beautiful. Yeah. Nice. I like that a yeah. lot. I'm right. also and thinking you can about even just keep Cook and start him week one and then cut the other guy and, and yeah, do it the other way. If right. I needed to do that as well. Right. It just depends on what time they play. Yeah. But uh, another strategy I was thinking about is just. If you if your draft makes you draft a kicker, you just draft one anyway. But then once waivers end, um, you just, just cut, him. cut him and you add Lamar Jackson. Yep. Just in case Flacco just gets, gets hit hurt. by a bus tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Because if Lamar Jackson is a quarterback in fantasy, he's going to be through a the legend. roof. Amazing. Yep. Yes. Um, I don't suggest I'm you carry I'm happy you share that thought with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he is going to be so good in fantasy. I, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying you should carry him on your bench all year because right. it, there's a really good chance it'll do nothing. The, just be ready. The Ravens now. owe Flacco still like $50 million. Yeah. They, they owe him like $25 million each of the next two well, years. Well, they could do like what the Yankees did with A-Rod. Like, oh, you can be our team consultant and just never be anywhere near our facilities <laughs> but and it, we don't feel as bad about paying like, you dead money in the preseason before yeah. the game start when your roster spots are malleable and you don't need to have a kicker yeah. right away yeah might as well just stash him and if it hits it hits yeah right that's yeah. Gonna be it a hits cool big <clears throat> if it hits i agree with you there all righty uh so we've got some some questions that we've been getting we've been getting a lot of quite more questions than normal i think uh from from our listeners so we just wanted to go through them uh this one's from uh, a friend of mine, he's in a dynasty league. He's got Todd Gurley, and he got an offer Fournette and Marvin Jones for Todd Gurley. Uh, I, we talked about this before the show aired. We all say don't take the trade. I believe I say don't take the trade. I think the guy. What I think is happening. This is dynasty, right? Yes, this is, is dynasty. the guy's fading Marvin Jones because he's buying the Kenny Galladay hype. Yeah, and I was saying Marvin Jones still has time left in him. Try to get Marvin Jones from this guy with it, with a trade that doesn't give away your best player. Right. Yeah. Who Todd Gurley likely is. Yeah, and that's what he's that's what he's probably yeah. trying to do. In right. my opinion, I like the prospects for for Leonard Fournette. Obviously, uh, you know, going forward for the rest of his career, but not as much as Todd. But Todd Gurley, Gurley and Leonard Fournette are the same age. Yeah. Todd not, Gurley's still only twenty three years old. Not as much yeah. as Todd Gurley. People so. forget that. That's maybe a I try. Wild maybe age. I try to counter and weasel yeah. a first round pick out of it. But if not. No dice right. for me. Uh, should I go running back, running back in the first two rounds? Standard I would, league, I would give it more precedence that maybe that should be your plan, but I don't think you need to go into every single draft saying, in the first round, I'm doing this. In the second round, I'm doing this. Yeah, exactly. I think that's harmful. I think it's, you know, what's Who knows best. what you'd miss out on. If you have, like, Antonio Brown available at, like, 10 somehow, because yeah. everyone's going running back, I'm taking Antonio Brown. Yeah instead of the 10th ranked running back. You know what I mean? Yeah, for and sure. If Antonio Brown's available, like think about all the other receivers who are probably available. You could end up with Antonio Brown and Odell, Antonio yeah. and Hopkins. One of, the, one of the strategies I really like, you know, the spots I really like it is one of my leagues, it's a standard league, and I've, in the mock drafts I've been doing, I've actually been able to get 
Melvin Gordon in the front, and then when it comes back, get Leonard Fournette because I pick 11th and it's a quick yeah. turn. I think something like that would be pretty awesome. Right. But if I'm not getting you know two guys who I think are going to be premier, there's too much value in the second round at receiver sure. that's going off right now. That I I can't I can't just say blindly. Yeah, for I'm sure. gonna yeah, go running back for running sure. Back. Uh, when should I take my QB this season? Don't take one, right? I mean, just pick one up. If they give you good value, take it. I mean, Drew Brees on ESPN right now is a crime. I, yeah. I would take him all day. Yeah. Uh, but it just people are gonna fill up their rosters before you, and that's fine. And that's, then yes, just, that's a huge point of the, leverage. As the we've most been important saying part, in any position. Yeah. The most important part is knowing that it's fine. That's the most important. <laughs> you know, not freaking out and knowing that it's okay when you see five quarterbacks gone and it's only the sixth round. Yeah. That you should be happy. Sure. Exactly. Sure. For me, I'm not picking a quarterback before the probably not until the seventh round in any one of my leagues. It just even depends though it's how brutally someone fell, right? So it's yes. like obviously all of us would take Rodgers at like the sixth round. Right. There's no doubt in my mind. I would. Right. But he won't make it there. But like I, Russell Wilson in the, in the sixth before. round right. would, would tempt the hell out of me or Cam Newton yeah. in the sixth round starts yeah. to tempt me. But other than, you know, those really top flight options, it's yeah. like, all right, maybe hopefully someone falls in the seventh round, then I'm not picking one. And when you are 13. in those top flight options, they are kind of interchangeable. It's it's they never finish in the order that they are projected. No, to, you know what I mean? So it's all. like a judgment call on your own part. Use your own rankings, use your own feelings about it, but don't get bent out of shape if you don't have yeah. one of them. Right. Uh follow up on the quarterbacks. When is Andrew Luck gonna go? If you had to take a guess, when what oh. is his ADP gonna mean? Uh eighth, eighth round. Yep. Yeah. I think I think that he could go earlier. So yeah. like maybe just depends seven. on who you're drafting with. If you're drafting with uh you know, a Colts fan or something like that, he'll go probably pretty early. If you're drafting with me, two QB <laughs> drafts, he'll probably go really early. Yeah, I mean, it's just it. I wouldn't laser focus in on any particular player that way, especially yeah. at the quarterback position. I it's easier to worry about who's going in the first through like third rounds. Yeah, and try to laser in on those as best you can. But otherwise, it's it starts it's to a get fruitless murky. effort. We will get back to the FAQ if we have enough time. But gentlemen, we have breaking news. What just happened? Washington has just signed Adrian Peterson. Wow. I knew they would. Wow. So everything that we just talked about with Rob Kelly and Samaja Pirine. <laughs> it's still on the table. Um, yeah. It's just going to be a wait and see yep. for this one. Yeah, which, that makes me l- likely to not pick yeah. anyone in that backfield. Oh, that's your Thompson. fantasy draft? I've got this wrench. Let's see what happens when I throw it. <laughs> you know, I, this is going to be an interest. I mean, it's an interesting backfield now. Especially with without guys, too many names. We'll see. I would assume I mean, it's a one-year deal. Think about Peterson how we, had flashes last year. So did Rob Kelly. So did Samaje P. Ryan. So did Chris Thompson. Think about and how we look at the Browns, them. though. We just none of us are drafting Chubb. None of us are really drafting Hyde, except Scott is kind of pumping him up this week, just a little bit. But we I could all, probably see myself getting. Well, what I'm somewhere. saying is, we all prefer Duke Johnson, right? Right. So yes. in this in this case, I think it's just we all prefer Chris Thompson. Still, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, let Adrian Peterson come in and push Thompson's value lower. Yeah. Hopefully, please. That's that's best case scenario. Yeah. All right, we got uh, we got time for maybe one or two more. Mike Evans or T. Y. Hilton? Mike Evans. Yeah, the touchdown upside is just it's just too real for me. And T. Y. T. Y. is just expensive. He can get a lot of yards. So is Mike Evans, though. They're getting drafted right around each other. I know, but I think Mike Evans has more um, re- like a consistent reliability factor okay. built in. All right. And a higher upside with touchdowns. Yeah. Which makes me, you know, T.Y. obviously could lead the league in yards, which. But even when he did that, he wasn't like, I mean, he was elite, sure, but he wasn't like, he didn't go around Julio, Odell, Antonio Brown. Or where Mike Evans used to go. The next year, the year prior, at any time. You know what I mean? So Mike Evans just has a a bigger upside. Yeah, it's, it's, I think that Mike Evans is in that range and it's interesting. Touchdowns are just shortcuts. He's really comparable to DeAndre Hopkins was where last year DeAndre Hopkins was going in the third round and now he's a no-brainer first round pick where Mike Evans was literally in that same situation a year ago. Yeah. Mike Evans was going in the first round and then he had it down a year. So and I they can didn't easily even see have a cycling. Bye week last year. Yeah. It was a yeah. really tough year for the Bucks yeah. last year. I think for Evans, especially now when you see the videos in camp, I think he looks quicker than he ever has. He looks like really leaned out and just ready to I think it's a bounce back year for yeah. him and Jameis. Yeah, I'm I, I really want him in the second round. If I can get him in the second round of my leagues, I'm really happy. Half point PPR T. Y. Hilton the year he led the league in uh receiving yards. He was wide receiver five. Wow. Mike Evans that year, wide receiver two. Yeah. And that was the year that Jordy was wide receiver one. 
So that was a healthy right. year at receiver. One more dynasty question. I guess this is one of those dynasty leagues where you don't keep everybody. So uh, that's a keeper league. Yeah, that would yeah. basically so just mean a massive keeper league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's clarify that for the yeah. person whose league that yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a choice of Devontae Parker, Dot. Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, Josh Doxson, Tyrell Williams. No matter wh- which of these three he keeps, he loses his final pick of his draft. Doxson. Doxson. It's a complete flyer, obviously. Yeah, for I all mean, three of them. I would go Doxson, but I kind of like Tyrell Williams this year, too, just because I think that he'll be used in the capacity. I feel like Mike uh, Williams will sort of start to eat into him yeah. this year, I think. I think Josh Doxson See, has the best chance of staying on the team that he's currently in, which means he's in a more stable situation. Yeah. The Dolphins were rumored to be shopping Devontae Parker in the offseason. He can't stay Devontae Parker is actually hurt, and we didn't even yeah. talk about him in the top of the episode because it doesn't matter. No. Yeah, that's Why? Why, really Scott? Kenny Stills in the 10th round, there baby. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's a good final message i think sure uh you can find us on twitter at ruts ff we've got a nice little feed we've got not just our episodes but our articles on rutsff.com you can get the link for tom's hills i'm willing to die on tom bravo thank you thank you bravo uh scott you've got your round by round draft guide coming out uh probably sometime within the next couple names i got names yeah there's some names deck uh you can also check out take five takes on rutsff.com Tom is at HillierFF on Twitter. Scott is at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. We're on Instagram, straight flexing. Woo! At RutsFF. And uh, guys, if you're drafting before our next episode, best of luck. Please tweet us your teams. We This is like what we live for. Yes. You Looking know, we, at we someone's teams yeah. they just drafted and seeing and when they picked all the Ruts yep. boys. We, you don't have to just slide into the DMs. Yeah, no. no. Like, show us show the world. Shot. We'll throw out a retweet, a quote, seat, whatever you need, at RutsFF. We will see you next week. Happy draft season, everybody. Keep scoring. Keep scoring.